All right, so this is a new segment, um, and for that reason, I don't have any intro music or outro music yet because I'm very tired and didn't have enough time to create such a thing. But um, the one suggestion that we received for Music and Movie Monday, or however we want to call it, was a movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once, recommended to us by our dear friend and old neighbor, Alyssa. Um, we were going to do a, some sort of randomizer for this segment, but at least for the first one, and because this was an Oscar-nominated movie and the Oscars just happened, this is one that I, I've been wanting to watch for a while now, but just because of the timing of it lined up and it was an Oscar-nominated movie, I figured that we would just go ahead and watch this one now. So we just finished watching it. Um, yeah, it won Best Picture, so deservingly so. But um, you go first. Tell us your, your opinion of it. I'm not going to lie. I went into this movie not knowing like what it was, which I guess, I guess it's a good thing, but... My only word is phenomenal. Like, it was a movie that I had no expectations of. And, yeah, I don't know. You probably didn't see it because we were watching it in the dark. But I started crying at um, the end of the second part. Um, Just because it, like, it took a movie. It took, like, the feeling of, like, being overwhelmed and being stressed and being hit with everything like all at once literally like the like the movie name is but like it took everyone's thoughts feelings and like what's going on in everyone's lives and like conveyed it into a movie into like a visual appearance and especially just because of the characters and like the um the like how the original i guess like the beginning story how they set that up. It was just so close to like home for me that it kind of spoke to me in many different ways. Um, And it was just a phenomenal movie. Like the, the cinematics, the different scenes of um, I guess cuts of different universes. It was just phenomenal. Like I still am in like awe about this movie because I don't know. It's just it it made me feel a way that I haven't felt about a movie in a long time, to say the least. So I don't know if you have anything to say about it, but well, I had a very lengthy response to it, so that's why I wanted you to go first because oh, okay. I had a very like in depth analysis of it. But I'm just I'm still like coming back from tears. That's why. So you go first. Well, I guess you go now. Well, okay. So for anybody that wishes to watch this movie, which is why I'm really glad, honestly, that Alyssa suggested it to us because like I said, it's a movie that I've been wanting to watch anyway. So just kind of seeing that and like going forward, we will do some sort of randomizer or something for it. So obviously I I saw everybody's suggestions. Um, I was thinking about doing a movie and, and an album today, but we decided to just do a movie. And because this one was so fantastic, I feel like we can describe it pretty well in depth. Yeah. And have it be a pretty lengthy episode. So, um, jury's out right now for if next week will be an album or another movie. But at least for this week, I feel like we did a pretty good, solid job. And 
making the selection for it. So mm-hmm. shout out Alyssa. Thank you for the suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody that wishes to see this movie before I talk about it, please go watch it because it it really is like it's extremely silly in a good way. But like it it does something that I haven't and I haven't watched movies as well as other people like Tyler and them who will have on at some point. But like it does something I've never seen in cinema before where it conveys like a really strong message, but it does so in just such an unconventional way. Mm, very much so. Like, because I cried too. And like, that was a part of what I was going to talk about was I've never cried watching a movie before. And that made, that really? made me cry. I didn't even see you cry. I've only cried. I, I've never cried watching something before. I've, bec- I've come like pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely the worst because literally like without trying to force it, like a tear came down my face. But there's one Last of Us episode that when you get to it, uh, I don't think it'll make you cry. You'll probably be like, oh, damn, at the end of it. But mm-hmm. like the just the way I was talking to Tyler, I don't want to go down a Last of Us rabbit hole, but I was telling Tyler the other day, the, the pacing of their episodes has just been so inconsistent. Like one of them is just so fast or one of them is just they take their time and uh-huh. you can tell that they wanted you to feel something about it. And the episode that I cried at, or yeah, the episode that I cried at, they took their time. And I was like, oh, wow, shocker. You actually feel something when they like take their time. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, before I get into like my synopsis of it, please go watch the movie for yourself. If you need to pause it right here and you can come back and listen to the rest of this before we talk about it. Because I was thinking about doing like a spoiler-free review of it, but I feel like that doesn't really make any sense. That's kind of hard to do. Yeah. So um, if you haven't seen the movie, pause this right now, go watch it, and then you can come back to this point right now because I'm going to be talking about like spoilers and stuff that happens in the movie. Or if you just don't care to watch the movie, which is kind of unfortunate, you can just listen to it in support of us. Um, but basically to kind of like, and you can help me out here because we literally just finished the movie, which we thought mm-hmm. was the better idea anyway because we wanted it to be like fresh on our brain. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, it's kind of like we, you want to take a second to process it, but I just kind of want to like word vomit right now and yeah. just see what. Well, that's why like before we started, I was like, do you want to record it? Or do you want to talk about it now? Because like I, I'm about to talk about everything how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, so basically the the premise of the story is it's very much a family movie and like the dynamic that they have with each other because like Mm -hmm. I got kind of confused midway through like what ultimately are they trying to say here Mm -hmm. but it was like every character had their own story story, and they all had like a perfect ending to it Mm -hmm. in a certain way um at the end of it, too, because like we said, the Oscars just happened. This movie I won like seven Oscars, eight Oscars. And mm-hmm. I was just going down the list of it. And the the one thing, I'm trying to look at it. Uh, well, okay, so we'll set up the movie and then I'll talk about um, the some of the Oscars stuff. So mm-hmm. essentially this movie surrounds the life of a woman named Evelyn. I forget, what was her last name? Wang. Was it Evelyn yeah, Wang? Mr. and Mrs. Wang. Um, Wong. And 
her life, at least where it starts, is so the movie's about like the multiverse and like different, like you make one decision and it can change and branch off into its own separate timeline. Mm-hmm. So where our story begins, it takes place in the life of Evelyn where just like everything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't get her happy ending. She at one point realizes that like her marriage with her husband is terrible and that her life could have been so much better if she didn't marry him. But to start out the movie, we start in a universe, which I think is actually a pretty cool thing to do. It's just you start and you're just like, wow, everything sucks. And then throughout the movie, you're like, okay, they chose to put us in that one spot where everything sucks. But the movie starts out in a universe where nothing goes right for Evelyn. And somebody, so her husband from a different universe called the Alpha Universe, which was, like, what was the thing about the Alpha Universe? So the Alphaverse was based off the idea that... Was that the universe where she created, like, skipping between the multiverse? Yeah, so in that universe, Evelyn was, like, a genius, and she was able to learn how to, like, universe jump, basically. She was a person that, like, created universe jumping. Yeah. And everyone had, like, a different potential of universe jumping, and her daughter was the best one. And she, like, drilled her daughter to be, like, to universe jump like no other. So, I guess, so, before we go deeper into that, so, I'm again, I'm, I'm just kind of, like, word vomiting and trying to contextualize it for everybody. But, so... The world that she lives in is terrible. Nothing goes right for her. But she has a bunch of different hobbies. Like she loves to sing. She loves to dance. She loves to act. Mm-hmm. And you see this because the laundromat that her and her husband own is being audited, and they go to the IRS. And um, they, the woman who is played by Jamie Lee Curtis, who we're, we're going to get to her in a second because I have a couple things to say about that. Mm-hmm. But the woman tells her that you told me these were business expenses, but they're buying stuff like karaoke machines and stuff that just isn't to further their business, business operations. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, you guys have until the end of the day or the next day or something like that to like show me why we should forgive you. or be- I don't know how the IRS works. but Well, in this case, they were trying to figure out how to A, make sure they're not bankrupt. And yeah. B, they were trying to file for like expanding basically mm-hmm. because they were making like a certain amount of money but like not enough money that's why they were trying to that's why she was trying to see like as her hobbies as businesses yeah trying to expand her company like trying to make her big company bigger yeah yeah so continue um but yeah so on the way to the irs um in the elevator her husband from the universe where she created what do they call it like Alpha Universe, verse skipping or something. Oh yeah, verse jump, verse jumping. Um, her husband from that universe jumped into where we began the movie and warned her that there was like a great danger that was coming to just kind of like be the end of all. And keep in mind, like when when we say like verse jumping, it's not like he's physically there. It's more like your his consciousness from another universe. Yeah. So like in the in the universe that we're set in first, we have Evelyn, and with Evelyn she has her own family. She has her husband, um, Evelyn's father, and her own daughter. And how when we get after the IRS, um, when he means by jump, um, her husband is still there, but it's just another husband's conscious in a different universe. Yeah. So 
in a lot of these different universes, they have something that's different about them, but in the one that they're in, everybody is pretty much ordinary. So her husband is like super smart and I was like creative, but he's super smart and kind of helped her with her vision of, or no. So in, in the alpha verse, they weren't even married. He was just, no, they were, I'm pretty sure he said they were, he wasn't. Well, how else would they make their daughter? Well, I, I don't know, but anyway, um, so he goes to the universe that our story is at right now, and he tells her that this great evil is coming. She obviously is like confused. She doesn't understand anything, uh-huh. and she's like, "What?" And then he's like, "I there's not much time. I gotta go." And then gives back the body of the husband in that universe. So she's made. She's lived with a choice of because. Because everything is just wrong in her universe, she's like, oh, well, this is something weird. Let's just try it and see what happens. So that's where all the madness starts. So he gives her a list of instructions that she has to do. And if she follows these instructions, then she'll basically get a glimpse into kind of like what the multiverse is like. Because the basis of Evelyn knowing that there's other universes out there and the concept of verse jumping in the first place was based on your decisions which is what i talked about earlier so Mm -hmm. if you do something completely out of the ordinary that you wouldn't normally do that branches you off into a different universe where you're something completely different than yourself Mm -hmm. so for instance the universe that she's in if she were to like her husband did this at one point if she were to take chapstick and eat it instead of like apply it onto her lips somehow in some way her eating chapstick would lead her to a universe where she could run at like light speed or something like that's, that. That that wasn't like a decision. That's like an activation thing. Well, but it, it was a decision that made it so that it branches off into that universe. Yeah, it makes you like yeah. Cuz that I think he literally explained it that way. Like when you make a decision, it just shoots off in a different direction yeah, yeah, yeah so that's how and they had these little headpieces that make it so that you could channel that power so she she would do something like uh eat the chapstick and then she'd press her headpiece and then all of a sudden she'd be granted the ability to run like super fast or something like that mm-hmm. it's something like that that's not exactly what happened but um yeah so basically she has to use these powers to defeat this great evil that is coming to find her and the reason that this Evelyn in this universe was so important or the one that her husband from this is all very confusing but it's meant to be confusing (laughs) because and again if you watch the movie obviously this makes a lot of sense but um wait now I just realized if people have watched the movie why am I explaining it if they're watching, I was kind of confused why you are explaining it. Anyway, I I'll, I'll just do a quick synopsis, I guess. Um, but yeah, so her the great evil turns out to be her daughter, and the reason that this was kind of a whole family movie in the first place, and I said that each person has their own individual story. So the reason that that Evelyn was chosen, the main protagonist in the beginning of the movie, was her daughter wanted to th- that Evelyn had the most potential for 
skipping or sorry skipping jumping across multiple universes and not kind of like losing her mind because that evelyn was one where just nothing went right and the theme throughout the movie was that's how the daughter felt about how her mother treated her was that she was never able to be herself and she was never able to kind of deviate from the norm of what her mother wanted her to do because also in the movie her daughter's gay Hmm. and in the beginning when evelyn's father is in the laundromat with him, um, Joy, her daughter, has the opportunity to say that Becky is her girlfriend's name. Becky is her girlfriend, and her mom cuts in the middle of it in the beginning. It's like, this is just a really good friend of hers and doesn't mm-hmm. say it's her girlfriend. And that's kind of the origin of you see that Joy just does not have the ability to make her own decisions. I wouldn't. I mean, I kind of agree to you in some in some level. I wouldn't say it's the idea of like not being able to make her own decision. I feel like it's more the idea of like not trying to be what she is because she explains at the end of the movie that she was trying to raise her daughter to not be like her, but instead she ended up being exactly like her. Um, but the reason why she said that is because she felt uh, not not Joy Evelyn herself felt like she was. Um, an embarrassment and a failure to her father because I don't know if you remember at the end of the movie she looks at her father and says I don't care what you think of what I do as long as I'm proud of myself that's all that matters and yeah. like I think that's kind of the idea of it because um, I forgot what you were talking about well so the best way I can put it and the reason that it it is a family story and kind of what made me cry because it it, like I'm not a parent but I can understand this idea that parents just kind of they want to see a reflection of themselves in their kids but they also want their kids to be their own person Mm -hmm. and the more I think about it so we can start from the top and we can go all the way down to the bottom so we'll start with her dad and then we'll go down to her as a daughter so her dad um, when Evelyn was young, she fell in love with uh, her husband in the movie, and she was like really young. And her father was like, "If you like go away with this boy, we're gonna like shun you, and we don't. We're just gonna look at you differently from now on." Because in his eyes, she's throwing her life away to get married at such a young age and go off and start this laundry business with her husband. It's more like so. I guess sorry. I'm not. I'm not like trying to like say you're wrong it's just i it's more it's i guess i see this in more like my family it's more like he doesn't agree with who she's marrying because they they present throughout the whole movie that he's like her husband is like a goofball because her husband is and like her husband i mean her dad doesn't really like her husband from what I, well, that's I what i was say. saying oh i didn't know that's what you're saying uh, um. sorry <laughs> So her dad essentially just thinks that she's making like a huge mistake Mm -hmm. and she doesn't see that. And she ends off going and marrying him anyway and just kind of having to live with what we perceive to be like a huge mistake in her life in this movie. Um, So that's, that's kind of her dad's belief. And then when we trickle it down to her... Again, the kind of what we've been talking about and the whole theme of it in the first place is that she just thinks that 
her life is a huge failure. She just has all these hobbies, and she's trying to be anything but who she is currently. And she's just super stressed out. You see in the movie in the beginning, she's got these papers that she's doing. People need help downstairs. Her husband is trying to file for divorce, but he can't find the right time to talk to her because she's so busy with everything. She's having to take care of her father. She has to deal with her daughter. And the fact that she doesn't want her dad to know that she's gay. Like, she just has so many different things that she has to deal with all at one time. And that's the premise of it. She has to deal with everything, everywhere, and all at one time. And it's just confusing and super stressful for her. Her husband is a super goofy person. And he just wants to see the best in everybody. And the reason that he tries to file for the divorce in the first place is a pretty small line in the movie, but he said that he saw somebody in, like, their church or some some people that were, like, close to them, and he saw that his friend or the, the person that he knows was a lot better because of it and that maybe they did make a mistake. And he, he looks at it more in terms of, I can see that my wife isn't really happy as much as I try to make her happy or try to encourage her to be happy, but I want what's best for her, and I kind of need to remove myself from her life in order for her to become like who she was meant to be. So you see his story throughout the movie, and it's like it's so sad. And he, I, what's his name? He is is the guy from um, the Goonies. K. I really don't want to. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna butch this, but Ki Hui Kwan. I'm I'm not getting that correct. I I'm sure of it, but um, he did phenomenal in this, and he's a like one of the nicest people ever in person. Like his character is probably like a direct reflection of who he is. Um, but essentially, he wants to remove himself from her life because he sees basically the damage that he's done and at the end of the movie he has a he has a line where because like we said he keeps jumping between universes to kind of like help her and give her tips on how to defeat quote-unquote her daughter we'll we'll get to what that means in a second but um him in that universe he's super confused because he keeps waking up and he's like where are we like why did you just kick that guy in the face like i don't understand what's going on and he had a really powerful line at the end of the movie that said, I I don't understand what's happening. Like, people are about to kill them. They have guns and swords and everything pointed at them. And he goes, I don't understand what's going on, but somehow I think that it's all my fault. And the way that his story is resolved is that Evelyn shows him that maybe she would have been happier not marrying him and going off and kind of pursuing her own career. But it, it's kind of like a you you play the cards that you're dealt kind of thing. It's like you might get to a point in life where you realize that you maybe made a mistake or you're not as happy as you wish that you were, but you really just kind of have to like make the most out of, literally, they said this in the movie, make the most out of every single second of time that you can. Because life is just such a precious thing, you can't spend too much time thinking about like what could have been. You have to focus on what currently is. And so there's a point where Evelyn shows her husband all of the universes in which he is just like this super happy, lovable person. And that they just have this phenomenal life with each other. 
And she basically just shows him, hey, I know you that you think that you're the problem, but you're not. Like, we all have stuff going on, and you're just a part of my life, and I'm really thankful that you are. Because in something that she talks to her daughter about, he is something in her life that brings balance. Because she's always busy all the time, and she kind of, or he rather, kind of like grounds her and keeps her happy in times where she might not realize it, but he kind of does the little things and keeps her happy in moments where she's just super busy and stressed out all the time. Um, and then her daughter, so her daughter is actually the main antagonist in the movie. Um, in a way, she she's like the bad guy, but she's not a bad guy. So her daughter in... Her daughter in the Alphaverse had the most potential, or Evelyn saw the most potential in her daughter to just kind of explore the multiverse and just kind of find out who she was meant to be. And still in that sense, her mother is still kind of controlling her life and not really letting her make her own choices. And her theme throughout the entire movie is that why... It's like I'm not even your daughter. Like, it's just, I'm just kind of here, and I I serve no purpose because you won't let me go and find it. It's just, you you have this life that you want me to follow, and you're not going to let me understand who I am. And it goes kind of what uh, with what Thomas was saying earlier. It was that Evelyn just doesn't want her daughter to become like her but inadvertently she is because she's not letting her make her own decisions she's making her like be a carbon copy of her and she realizes throughout the movie that her daughter is just like her and that's why I cried at the end of the movie because her daughter said something like like why bother kind of like spending time with me because obviously now because in the movie this entire time her mom was just like ma you're gonna do this i'm your mother you're gonna listen to me and then in the movie there's just this huge euphoric state about like why do you care now all of a sudden and it's just her saying before it was i'm your mother you're going to listen to me but in the movie it's i'm your mother i'm here for you so it it just had such a sweet message, and um, it it was just a very linear kind of like linear but not linear in the way of like kind of going down what the problem was for each family member, and they each had their own happy ending. the The father saw in the end that he made a beautiful daughter, and even though she might make mistakes and bad decisions, he's that's still his daughter. At the end of the day, he's still going to love her. The husband sees that he tries his best, and sometimes he doesn't think it's good enough, but Evelyn gives him reassurance that it is. Evelyn sees that even though she could have had all these lives where she could have been herself and done whatever she wanted to, she plays the cards that she's dealt with. She lives with her husband and her daughter, who at some points she kind of disowns a little bit for the decision she makes, but in the end she kind of learns to understand that she doesn't want her daughter to go down a similar path that she did, and she wants her to find out who she is and be her best self. And then the daughter, throughout the entire movie, struggles with that whole idea of, my mom won't let me be myself, so I'm just going to go to a bunch of different universes and just screw with them and test out what it means to be somebody that's other than who I am because my mom 
won't let me be anything else. Um, but in terms of what the movie won for Oscar nominees, because I said that it won like seven or eight of them. Um, I have the list up. So it won Best Picture, which I've only seen uh, Top Gun Maverick, which is the only other Grammy-nominated film on this list. I wanted to see Elvis. I never did. Avatar. Never saw that one. Banshees of Inertion. I pronounced that wrong, too. But um, I heard that was really good. But this is the only one that I saw, and... I think it deserves it, even after, or even knowing that I haven't seen the other movies. But it won Best Picture. Um, she, Michelle Yeoh, Yeoh, won Best Actress, which I feel like she definitely deserved. Um, what else did it win? Uh, the husband, he won Best Supporting Actor, which I'm really happy for him because him and. Uh, Brendan Fraser actually won Best Actor for The Whale, which everybody was really proud of um, because him and um, the husband in this movie both felt like Hollywood kind of gave up on them and for both of them to be Oscar winners tonight, I think that was really cool. Um, Here's the thing that bothered me, which I kind of want to talk about a little bit. Okay. So Jamie Lee Curtis, the IRS woman, the old lady Mm -hmm. that she had kind of like weird multiversal like relationship with she won best supporting actress over her daughter her daughter was nominated her it was her and the daughter were both nominated for best supporting actress how in the world does jamie lee curtis win that that over the daughter i don't really agree with that first of all jamie lee curtis if you really think about it was like barely in the movie like, if you're talking about just purely screen time, the daughter had probably, like, double what Jamie Lee Curtis had or, like, what that character had. And, like, I know they did a bunch of different, obviously, like, jumping from... Um, you get to see that person in a bunch of different universes and everything. But I don't know how, in any universe, the daughter doesn't win that over Jamie Lee Curtis. I feel like, I feel like in that instance, that's one of those, like, uh, okay, well... We just know because I don't know if you know who that is, Jamie Lee Curtis, but she's like a she's like a pretty famous actress. Oh yeah, I know, I know who she is. I think it's one of those instances where it's like she's just a household name, so we're gonna give that to her and kind of like be safe with that. That might yeah. be speaking like ignorantly, but in my mind, that the daughter Stephanie Sue, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, got completely robbed. Like she deserved that infinitely more than Jamie Lee Curtis did. And I like Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she had a pretty good performance, but the daughter crushed it in that movie, like in every single personality, which is why I'm I'm really glad the husband won it. Um, Because they did a lot of what I loved about like Moon Knight, which I know you haven't seen, but Oscar Isaac had to switch between like a, a bunch of different personalities and they both did that to like perfection. And I didn't even know who the daughter was. Like I don't, I don't think I've seen her. I've seen her before. from some movies. I can't remember exactly what movies, but I've seen her f- for sure. Um, her voice sounds familiar, so maybe I've heard her in. Oh, she was in Shang Chi. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I don't know how in the world she doesn't win uh, Best Supporting Actress. That that kind of hurt my feelings when I was reading this list earlier. Um, but it also won Best Original Screenplay. Both the directors won. 
um, for Best Director because um, it was co-directed by Daniel Kwan and oh, they're both named Daniel. Daniel Kwan and <laughs> Daniel Scheinert. Everybody got some <laughs> names I can't pronounce or just names I should be able to pronounce and I can't. Um, but yeah, I won a bunch of Oscars. Obviously, I feel like it deserved it. Um, it oh, it also won for Best Film Editing, which like very for, much well deserved for somebody like me who like pays a lot of attention to stuff like that they they crushed it like completely it was so good. like the music was phenomenal the the switching in between the universes was really good they they did different um like color palettes for each universe to show that they're each like different not only in how the people act but like how it's seen on that. the screen i guess i couldn't see that um and some of the universes too they would do different like cinematography and stuff like that. So like they, the you can tell they spent like a long time kind of like developing this and probably filming it honestly because it was mm-hmm. pretty confusing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like all in all, like I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything else that kind of like stuck out that I really wanted to talk about. Um, was there anything from you that you wanted to kind of? Well, throw the one in? thing as I like first started watching this movie. Um, probably more like, it was probably like an hour in cause it was part one as I was watching this movie. Cause this movie had a good mix of like family orientation, seriousness, but also like goofy, like a good, good balance of all between. And I don't know if you've watched this movie before, but this movie reminded me, at least in like the first half, um, it reminded me of like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I don't know if you've seen that movie before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has like the very, like weird aim takes like this is the like for example <laughs> um this movie requires you to do like weird things to like activate to like uh, verse jump and to get like their ability um one of them was really weird like for example be cutting paper paper cuts in between your fingers like you said earlier eating chapstick um another movie like uh, scott pilgrim versus the world is kind of like that i mean not the same idea but just same weirdness because scott pilgrim would just have powers of like a giant hammer and then all of a sudden he's in a video game and stuff like that. it's like that weird um weird goofiness within both movies that was really really good although skull pilgrim was more just kind of like a silly movie there was no like really moral message to it that and that's what was so good about this movie because it was had such a good balance but it had like a very good i don't know like good overall everything i'm just still in shock to say the least i don't know what else to like say about it so um well my goal was before the Oscars happened for this year I was going to try and watch all the movies and kind of like base off of that which one I honestly genuinely feel like deserved to win and the fact that like Top Gun I love Top Gun Maverick that was one of my favorite movies I didn't see that movie that I've seen recently but like I'm sorry like just for the original adaptation of it it comes like nowhere close to this movie. Like I love that movie and walking into the theater, I was like, damn, that's one of the best movies I've seen, like probably in a while. And it, it, it was just, this movie was just so fantastic. Like to put it into context, what Thomas is talking about there in one of the universes, people have hot dogs for fingers. Mm -hmm. And there's one scene where these two characters, Jamie Lee Curtis, her character and uh, Evelyn, the main character are kind of like, 
empathizing with one another and like understanding each other. And Evelyn like caresses her face with like these hot dog fingers. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a super sad and touching moment, but like her fingers are just these big like sausage links. So yeah. it's like you're it's so hard to like feel something, but also at the same time you can't help not to. Like you're just sitting there crying mm-hmm. over like like when if and they would like eat each other's finger and like mustard would come out and stuff like Stuff like that would happen, and you'd be crying. You're like, wh- that's why, that's why I feel like it deserved a bunch of the praise that it did because you you felt these emotions and had these thoughts, and you're just sitting there like, why? Like, why am I feeling this? And like watching this thing at the same time. Yeah, because there's also a scene at the end of the movie that like basically got me crying too about rocks. It was like two rocks and like there's no there's no sound, no nothing. It's two rocks having a conversation. Granted, I don't know how they're having a conversation, but you see like the subtitles on screen and you're just like talking. You're just reading the subtitles and like you see one of the rocks just like jump off and like you're crying about rocks because like although in the movie the rocks represent like Joy and Evelyn, but still like those are just rocks that we're just crying over and they do such a good development of like characters to make you understand each of their backstories to have a connection with them to feel close to them because you also sometimes might feel like a um what's the, you may feel like sympathy or what's the word sympathy or empathy empathy like you feel you like let you're kind of like you feel like you're in their shoes like you feel empathy. like empathy like you feel empathy towards them so it's it's just so phenomenal. Um, the one thing I guess that we definitely should have mentioned at the beginning of the review. Um, again, we're still new to this, so because we we talk about this all the time, but to kind of like put a structure behind it, we're still figuring out all the nuts and bolts. But um, yeah, and just like that, I completely forgot. What it was. <laughs> Hence, what we're talking about. Um, but uh, oh, so. The the premise of it is, so her husband and dad from the Alphaverse jump into her universe to try and tell her to stop her daughter or to, like, kill her daughter off, mm-hmm. basically, to kind of stop her from leaking into these other verses. Mm-hmm. But, and she's, at one point she's given a knife or, like, a box cutter in an attempt to try and kill her daughter to, like, save her universe mm-hmm. because then her daughter from, like, the evil universe, I guess, couldn't jump in there and, like, mess up the one that she's currently living in. But she, like, puts the knife down or, like, she uses it not for what its purpose was because she's like, no, instead of, like, killing my daughter and, like, taking the easy way out and finding a solution for it, or taking the easy way out and not finding a solution for it, I'm going to try and save her and, like, change her mind. Mm -hmm. Which is how most of, I feel like, how most of kind of, like, the hero stories go. Like, Mm -hmm. unless you're just, like, pure evil and they're like, yeah, you got to die. Like, for, for the most part, like, and some people aren't going to get this reference, but, like, in anime and stuff like that most of the time, like, Tanjiro from Demon Slayer, he genuinely tries to, like, change you and say, like, I don't want to fight you, but if you make me have to kill you, I will. Like, mm-hmm. if that's the death that you wish for, I'll grant it to you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, while we're fighting, I'm going to be like, there's there's better choices. Like, you don't need to go down this path. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the battle was throughout the entire movie was she was given so many reasons to like hate her daughter or kill her 
and just mm-hmm. kind of like end all the suffering that she's causing to all these other people because her daughter like kills a bunch of people in the movie and she sees this happen all around her and she's like wow like what has she become like what has she done and everything and she's given so so many opportunities to kill her daughter or just like kill the idea that exists within her daughter's headspace mm-hmm. but instead of doing that she's like no I'm going to change her because she's my daughter and I need to be there for her um well but the thing is that you can look at it either way but if you how I look at it is that her daughter wasn't really even evil like yes she killed a, okay I'm not doubting the fact that she killed a bunch of people from different universes but the reason why she cause she even everyone even asked her why were you trying to find me? Why why were you killing all these people? And she said, I'm not trying to, I'm not the evil one here. I'm not trying to like kill anyone. I'm not trying to start a war. I'm always only trying to find someone that could understand what I'm going through. And that's the thing because like everyone thinks you're the evil person until someone actually understands what you're going through. Then you realize that she might not actually be the evil person. She just wanted someone to empathize with her, someone to understand what she feels what she's going through and that's what makes it that's what makes it 10 times better because evelyn at some point was actually going to give in because the premise of her evilness was that nothing matters and that you should just give up like that's that was the premise of it yeah and evelyn almost gave into that well the more i think about it this is like kind of a perfect movie that exemplifies perspective because it's it's one of those situations where i i don't look at it like this but you could probably like if you saw this in theaters you probably could have left that theater and be like oh yeah the daughter's like evil as hell and she probably should have killed her and the movie would have obviously that's not the point of the movie but movie would have the movie would have been over like immediately because then like that would have just solved everything Hmm. but if you really kind of understand where the daughter is coming from and you're like well if you really think about it you did this to me so because I have to suffer like this now. I wanted to go to the universe where you're suffering and we both just kind of like ended together. Um, but, and then you look at the mom who, again, she could have just killed her daughter and made it right for everybody else and saved a bunch of people. But she was like, no, in the process of maybe like some of these people dying, I'm going to try and like save my daughter because I'm not just going to give up on her, even though mm-hmm. I've, I'm essentially the one that put her in this position. Um, yeah, I think it's actually the more that I think about it, it's a really interesting timing, I guess, and movie for us to be reviewing because it really does kind of personify perspective into a movie, and it does like a really good job of explaining it. So that was really cool. I mean, the one, I mean, it's not a critic, I'm just kind of confused how the end works because the original problem why her daughter seeked out her mom or like like seeked out different versions of her mom was because in the universe that she was in her mom fractured her mind and like i don't know if you remember what that means but when her mind was fractured she can always see different snippets of each universe constantly like she can't just not do that and i guess she wanted to go see and like make her mom understood that but at the end of the movie, they didn't really address that being fixed. They, kept, I'm guessing, she just kind of lived with it for the rest of her life. Well, so the universe that we ended in was the one where, when they were in the IRS office, they just went home and like nothing happened. So, like, the beginning of the movie and where most of it takes place is the one where she decided to read the instructions that her husband gave her mm-hmm. and like 
transport into like the janitor closet essentially. Mm-hmm. But the end of the movie takes place in a universe where they went home and the IRS lady, Jamie Lee Curtis, gave them the opportunity to kind of like prove themselves like one more time before she actually sees the store. Mm-hmm. Because the whole Chinese New Year um, celebration, everything like that, that's mm-hmm. that universe. So that's where that's where the ending takes place. So she chooses to live in basically a different universe. She, not really. She chooses to live in the one where she's still like, boring yeah, like she doesn't it, she no I, mean, I know yeah so which and think about that too that's actually really impactful too because she she could have chosen any of the ones that she skipped throughout that's what her daughter was saying been yeah. herself but she was like no like i'm gonna choose the one where i can like be with my daughter and my husband and my dad and we're all just together and they all have a in that universe they all have a kumbaya coming together moment and they mm-hmm. all understand each other so that's the one that they go on with. Um, but yeah, really just, I mean, obvious, like, we we can do ratings, obviously, like, the our honest ratings at the end of these, I mean, easy, 10 for me. Oh, we didn't get a 10? Yeah. Okay, then, yeah, easy 10. Yeah, like, easy 10. I don't even think there's a debate for that, um, which I honestly want some movies that were kind of like, eh, like a 6, and we, like, argue it a little bit, but I think we start off on a really strong note. Oh. We should watch uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Then no, I don't think we should. <laughs> if you want to see like a two movie, yeah, I don't know about that one. Have you um, seen that before? I saw it when it came out like a very long time ago, but it was terrible. We'll we'll put a pin in that one. You go, Scar was on the wrong side too. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so easy ten out of ten. Obviously, we both highly suggest that you guys go and watch it. Um. I mean, in obviously, definitely recency bias, but just kind of the message it can it conveys probably like top five movie I've ever seen, like all time. Um, I don't even know like what company it would be in, but yeah, I'd say I agree too. There's not many movies I would just say that I would love hands down. There's maybe like I can think of four movies in my head that I'm like, okay, hands down, one of the best movies I would I've ever watched. Yeah, and like. This would be one of them, top five for sure. Maybe top three even. But granted, I'm also it's also three a.m. and I can't really think that straight right now. So yeah, like I said too, it might be like somewhat recency bias, but yeah, eh. maybe I'll wake up and be like, that movie sucked. But no, I highly doubt it. But no, we're gonna talk about it more tomorrow. Coming straight off of it, I I I definitely think this is a masterpiece. So and it it definitely deserved the six or seven Oscars or whatever it was that it won. For sure. Not Jamie Lee Curtis though. I will die on that rock. I don't think she deserves supporting actress over the daughter. But daughter was bad too. Like I don't know. She was pretty cute. Can't do that too. Um, but. In avoidance of trying to make this like a super long kind of perspective episode, I'm going to end it here. And Tom's doing the P dance right now, so yeah. he's trying to end it too. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys think about this. Um, definitely, like I said, just kind of word vomiting a little bit and just kind of <laughs> trying to figure out how it's all working. But love It'll this movie. It'll get better movie. over time, for yeah. sure. Um, love this movie. Definitely, you guys need to go watch it if you haven't already. Um, but depending on whatever it is next week, an album or movie or whatever we do, um, yeah, just stay tuned and we'll see you guys on Wednesday for your regularly scheduled program. So see see you later.